Thank you so much for joining us again. It is Neighbors in Need. I'm Sandy Waters. And in the studio with us today is Epilepsy Prelude. We have Jeff Sinzebox, the president and CEO, and uh, Mike Rodell, community educator and camp director. Yes. Hello. Thank you so much. Hi, how are you? Thanks for coming in today. No problem. Okay. First, let's get this out of the way. When we hear Epilepsy Prelude, what's the Prelude part mean? Okay. We're not used to that part of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that one. Um, we actually, we're merged two agencies that merged together. So okay. the Prelude part was an agency that was called People Rebuilding and Living in Dignity. Okay. And in 2013, it merged with the Epilepsy Foundation of Rochester, Syracuse, and Binghamton. A really long name. For really me. long <laughs> name. So, so that's too many syllables <laughs> across the board. But the merger, we wanted to treat it really like a marriage of equals and bringing the two agencies together. So that's the Epilepsy hyphen Prelude. So okay. It's uh, it's it doesn't flow really easily. We go with EPI a lot of the times because that's a lot easier for people to remember. So we work really closely with people who have epilepsy, other neurological impairments, brain injury, autism, developmental disabilities developmental in general. Disabilities. Okay. Yeah. All yep. right. And the website epiny.org. Yep. To find out all the information. Yes. Now we got a few things that we want to touch on today. Project Uplift um, and just seizure awareness altogether. But let's first dig a little deeper into what you guys do. Um, you already touched on who you help. Mm-hmm. How do you help them? And and you're the camp director. What does that mean? There's a camp? Oh, I, we were actually just on the, the heels of camp. I uh, just got back last week. We had a... a a great week. It was for uh, individuals, young adults and children who have epilepsy, and they come for the week and 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 to get to be kids again and just be able to do that kind of stuff in a safe environment. So we had about um, 65, 70 kids this this year, and they just had a blast and, um, and, uh, and just do those kind of things like wall climbing, swimming, and uh, horseback riding. That they may not have those opportunities presented to them if they didn't have a, a camp like ours to go okay. to. Okay. Let's learn a little bit more about epilepsy, because unless <laughs> you have it or know somebody who has, you really have no idea what that means. Yep. Um, there could be coworkers that have seizures and you don't even know. Absolutely. Um, so can we learn a little bit about epilepsy itself? Sure. Um, being the education coordinator, I maybe should take this okay. one. Right. Um, epilepsy is a, a neurological impairment. So it happens in the brain, and it's when um, these seizures are reoccurring. They happen multiple times. Uh, sometimes, like 70% of the time when people have uh, the diagnosis of epilepsy, they receive a treat, treatment, whether it's a medication or something like that, and the seizures go away. You know, they, they are under control. There's, you know, no, no seizures happening. Um, the other 30%, sometimes people have very difficult times struggling with that seizure control, and they have to have other types so of So the medicine isn't working. Right. Um, so they, they maybe go to a special diet, or they possibly could go to have surgery, they have a device like a vagus nerve stimulator or something like that to, to also uh, help combat these seizures from happening in the brain. Um, what happens to the brain when a seizure is, hap- is it's, occurring? It's kind of like a computer. When your computer short circuits or, or malfunctions for a moment, uh, there's like a, a, an abnormal electrical activity in the brain that causes a person to have the seizure. Um, and it lasts for a few seconds or a few minutes, and then it, 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 it reboots kind of, and it, and it goes away. Um, and they may need to rest for a little while after the seizure's over, uh, and then they hopefully get, get right back into whatever activity they were doing before. Um, a lot of times when people think seizure, they do think of the tonic-clonic seizure, or what we used to call grand mal seizure, where a person gets very stiff and very rigid and, yeah. and has the convulsions. 
but there's a, 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 about 20 different types of seizures that people can have. So you could have the absent seizure, for instance, where it causes a person just to kind of stare off into space for a couple seconds or, or uh, smack their lips or, or rapid eye flutter or something like that. Sometimes there's an, the awareness factor where the person doesn't even know that they're having a seizure or doesn't remember anything during the seizure. So, um, you know, out in the community, you know, they, that might present a couple obstacles when they're in a job setting or even standing at the bus stop and they don't remember to get on the bus because they're in the middle of a seizure. So. Oh, my gosh. Now, do could you be living with epilepsy and you don't even know it because you're you're facing these type of seizures where you don't even realize you have? Yeah, it's because the lack of awareness, it's yeah, okay. a struggle for some people. Um, kids in school sometimes go years without being diagnosed because it looks like they're just not paying attention during in class. Um, but yeah, if, if someone's living independently alone and they don't have these memories of the seizures, yeah. um, it could go undiagnosed for a long time. I think that's one of the parts of the challenge of it is, is that epilepsy is not a visible uh, disability. You can't see it in a, in a lot of people. So uh, it, it impacts different people in very unique ways and, and kind of on a global agency uh, level, one of the things that we do, our job is to help people remove barriers that are standing in front of them okay. and help them get the life that they want to live. And so with people with epilepsy, so epilepsy is one of our four major program areas and, and, and with it, we provide, you know, and Mike is really one of the driving forces here, but we provide a, a series of different supports. So he talks about this camp. It's one of eight in the country that does overnight camp for kids with, with epilepsy, mm -hmm. but there's programming issues, other things. There was a big piece of legislation the governor just signed off yesterday, uh, SUDEP. Most people don't know about SUDEP. That is the sudden unexpected death from epilepsy. Uh, it's, uh, it's now recognized as a cause of death in, um, in New York State. So, uh, um, you know, it took a lot of advocacy from the National Epilepsy Foundation, from oh, our wow. organization, yeah. and other ones across the state. To, to get that done. So that, that was a significant barrier. People don't realize the way that epilepsy can impact somebody. Right. And we have education programs. Uh, one we're going to talk about in a second, you know, Project Uplift. But um, I go out to schools. I also have a, an educator in Syracuse. And we go out to schools, businesses, agencies, and teach and talk about the disorder of epilepsy uh, to the people who need it most, you know, whether it's faculty and staff at schools, bus drivers, um, you know, even school nurses, you know, they mm – -hmm. They need to, to have the most updated information and to be able to help serve their their, their children in their schools. Uh, employers, uh, and if an individual is working at a, at, a, at a job and they just happen to have epilepsy, uh, sometimes the, the, the co-workers and the supervisors and, and managers need to know what to do if someone has a seizure. Right, uh, Basic right. first aid steps. Um, are schools getting better at recognizing or, or taking initiative I, to I diagnose students? I would say yes and no. You could probably validate that. We, you know, there was a, a significant event that happened in Binghamton uh, less than a year ago uh, where at Binghamton University, uh, so this is a college, that, that someone was having a seizure and a co-worker put a spoon in the mouth to stop the individual from swallowing the tongue, which is, that is prehistoric kind of thought. You would never do that for somebody having a seizure. And the TV station down there ran it as a look at this heroic act and the college recognized this person for doing a heroic act and it's the exact opposite of what you want to do. So I think oh, that there's still okay. a lot of misconceptions. Yeah, what are we supposed to know? How yeah. can you help somebody through that? Again, it depends on the different types of seizures. Okay. I mean, the absence seizure that I referred to before is just kind of a staring spell. There's really not much to do. Uh, but if someone has a, a tonic-clonic seizure, 
they may fall to the floor. Yes. You just want to okay. make sure, you, a lot of times using your common sense, making sure that they're comfortable and safe, you know, clear the scene so that there's, you know, no sharp objects around them. Uh, you want to make sure that their their head is is uh, comfortable. Uh, maybe put them on their side because uh, a lot of times people who tend to vomit or get sick during a seizure, and if they're on their side, they're not going to choke. But if they're on their back facing up, they may. Um, is that where that whole idea of maybe he'll choke on his tongue? Yeah. Yes. And one of the things that I'm going to dispel right now is that you cannot swallow your tongue. It's impossible to swallow your tongue. Sandy, if you can try to swallow Even your tongue. Even though we're all trying. I'm just, yeah, you can't do that. I, just, I feel uh, tempted to try What does happen though right is you, you lose control of the jaw muscles and that tongue gets kind of in the way. So if you turn the person on their side, it'll float to one side of the mouth, opening up that airway so yeah. that they can breathe. Okay, just and, turn them uh, to their side. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to stick anything in their mouth. Uh, including your fingers, because you might get your finger bit. Yeah. Uh, so just keep everything out of the person's mouth. Uh, um, more chances than not, everything that is in the mouth, if they're eating or anything, will come out during the seizure. Yeah. How um, long, I guess it depends on the duration, right, yeah, For the, right. on the individual? Some seizures can last just a few seconds. Others can last upwards of, you know, a lo- uh, several minutes. Oh, so wow. we want to make sure that if they, if they do have an extended seizure, if it lasts more than five minutes, uh, that's a good time to call 911. Um, a lot of times people think that every single time someone has to has a seizure, they have to call 911, but that's not the truth. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of times people who have epilepsy have them quite often. And if they're getting 911 called every single time, it's a, uh, it's a lot of waste sure. of time. Um, but there are certain examples why uh, you would want to get more medical personnel involved, one of them, which is extended seizure. If they injure themselves during a seizure, um, if they have more than one in a row, like if they cluster, they call it, um, that's a good time. Uh, if they're in the water, you know, you don't know if they've ingested some water and could possibly have a drowning. Um, those are a lot of the reasons why you would call 911. But the typical individual who has epilepsy have a seizure, has a seizure, and they come out of it, they may re- have to rest for a little while and then continue on with their daily living. Yeah. Okay. Since it's an individual experience with yeah. every single person, what they need during a seizure would be different for different okay. people. So if there's someone in your life that has epilepsy, knowing what types of seizures they have and what their care needs what you are, need to do. that's okay. the best thing. If you're dealing with a stranger situation, and if there's ever a doubt, then you would call 911 if there was a doubt. Yeah. Now, uh, with each seizure, does it damage the brain? There's no proof that seizures cause damage each and every time there's having a seizure. Okay. Now, I know some kids and some young adults who have upwards of 60, 70, 80 seizures a day. You know, it's, it's a day. It's, yeah, oh, it's God. all multiple different types yeah. of seizures, but they're having that much seizure activity. With that happening to the three pound organ in your skull, uh, inevitably there's going to be some cognitive delays, some learning difficulties, and things yeah. like that. But uh, for, to answer your question about is there damage being done each and every time, probably not because it's just an abnormal electrical. Uh, impulse. But, okay. and, and I'd also say is epilepsy is a disability that tends to piggyback with other ones. So we serve people with intellectual and developmental disabilities as an agency, people with traumatic brain injuries, and the, 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 the number of individuals that also have epilepsy, uh, which very much complicates things, epilepsy and mental health. It, so it tends to piggyback with a lot of other things. So it, it makes the care of an individual can be very complicated if if someone has a, a, a mild mental health issue and autism and maybe a mild brain injury or something, that their care can become very complicated as a result. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a lot of awareness we need to get out mm-hmm. there because I don't think people really connect those two even. Yeah. yeah. So it, going back to the question about the schools, when you are going in and speaking to these schools, are they welcoming to learn as much as they can? For the most part, absolutely. Okay. Uh, there's two reasons why I would get called into school. Is One, as I... 
I present that, that we have the service, you know, this free service that we can come in to, to educate the faculty, staff, and even students. Uh, another time is reactionary. So if a, a student is enrolled in a school and um, the teacher needs to have that information or the school nurse needs to have that information, then I can come in and we can do that, okay. um, that, that, that valuable service that they have, the information at their fingertips uh, mm-hmm. when they're working with the student. How do you, if sometimes, like you said, some individuals just face seizures once in a while, they're not really that severe, how do those people finally come to the realization that they do indeed having seizures? If you have a young child, let's say. Well, a lot of times it has, you know, if there's a pattern, uh, if if, if for some reason the parent notices that the kid's just kind of staring off into space or or they notice something that's not typical, not out out of the everyday world. Normal. Yes. Okay. Uh, they go in, and a lot of times the neurologist will do several tests. Um, so don't brush it off as a parent. No. no Ask your no. doctor. Because about what it. can happen is, is if a kid's having a lot of absent seizures and they're literally unaware for a period of two, three, four seconds at a time, they go to school. Well, all of a sudden they're not retaining that information that's being taught during the class. Yeah. So if we get them tested, we find out that they have this disorder. Then they can implement some treatment, like a medication. Mm-hmm. The seizures go away, no issue, mm-hmm. you know. But a lot of times that goes many years without being diagnosed, and, yeah, that's and it can part. cause some, you know, long-term effects. Now let's get into Project Uplift. Let's Project talk a little Uplift. bit more about that. Well, this is one of the programs that we have at the agency, and we just we're finishing up our first session of it, and we're we're looking to start another session. Uh, it's a phone-based telephone group. Uh, that um, empowers people with epilepsy to improve their own mental health uh, through mindfulness mindfulness and cognitive behavioral skills. So we facilitate this, um, and people who are interested just will call the agency, and we can set up the time convenient for everybody. And literally it's about an hour each session. It uh, runs about eight sessions. And um, <clears throat> we go through some activities, exercises, to reduce anxiety that okay. often is very prevalent when you have epilepsy. And to be a part of that and learn more about it, we just go on the website, right? On the website, or you can call our our agency. Um, I can give the phone number. Sure, yeah. Area code 585-442-4430. And if you want to speak directly to me to get more information, uh, my extension is 2741. Wonderful. And it's epiny.org, Epilepsy Prelid. Um, you guys are wonderful. Thank you so much for everything you do for our community and um, and creating this awareness. And if you have any questions, just reach out, uh, epiny.org. Yeah. C- can I just pitch a couple little things? Sure. Um, please, you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, you can get to that link on our, on our website. Um, there's a new Project Uplift session coming up uh, pretty soon. Uh, November is Epilepsy Awareness Month, and uh, that we run a number of programs. You can find those on our website as well. And then our Chocolate Ball, which is our big annual oh, event. Oh, God, you guys have been doing that for years. Yes, uh, we had uh, Scott Spazano come out, took a yeah. nice pie in the face for us in a tuxedo. But uh, <laughs> on February 3rd of 2018, we'll have okay. our, our Chocolate Ball. That's our primary fundraiser to support the epilepsy programs we do. The, the rest of our programs, we have a lot of government funding attached, but the epilepsy programs really come from small grants and donations from okay. from people that that uh, participate and, and work with us. And we have a lot of some pretty cool other programs that, that need donor dollars to be supported. So. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure.